I started doing yoga to help with my flexibility. But the more I learned, the more I realized how much more the study of yoga has to offer. Yoga has improved my physical and mental health and outlook on life. I feel that yoga can be beneficial for everyone. My mission is to share what I've learned about yoga with all the non-yogis, Joe Sixpacks, and everyday people in a down-to-earth fashion. My name is Luis, and this is the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. Welcome everyone to the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. This week, uh, we're going to have another coffee talk. I have some notes and highlights I want to talk about, but I have my coffee in hand here, and I just really just kind of want to have a conversation on a, a topic that I've really struggled with and other people have struggled with, so I think maybe it might, I don't know, resonate with somebody out there. And that topic is doing what is yours to do, and fucking that's it. Not letting not trying to control every single thing. Um, first, before we get started, fun fact about me is I love coffee mugs. Um, unknowingly, I started collecting them. I just kind of bought one, and then I would travel, and, oh, look, I like this one too, and buy that one. And now my wife and I have way too many coffee mugs, and uh, just something about me that maybe you guys didn't know. For right now, I have a toast and jam coffee mug. It's a restaurant that was in Kingston, Ontario, in Canada. My wife used to frequent quite often, when we lived in upstate New York, I'm very sad that we don't live there anymore because the not only the food was good, but God, the service was just amazing. Everyone was super nice. I don't know if this is a Canada thing. But anyway, moving on to doing what is yours to do. And the, again, this is something I've really struggled with. And it's continuous practice for myself. Maybe it's for you too. So what what are we talking about? We're doing what is yours to do. And what I mean by that is, you know, surrendering a lot of control or Surrendering the idea that we can control a lot of shit other than ourselves, right? Everything that's outside and external from us, somehow we feel we can maybe manipulate. But in the reality, in the grand scheme of things, we have no control of what's going on. And by doing this, we gain some acceptance or by having acceptance of what's going on, I feel it gives us a lot of freedom, right? It leaves a lot of weight off of us by just kind of accepting things as they are. Controlling our controllables, which is something I've preached for a long time, and even though I preach it, it's something I still struggle with. Um, it gives you a lot of freedom. Just and yeah, it just alleviates a lot of space in your head. Uh, so, as I mentioned, for me, it's been a constant practice, and even more so with the birth of my son. I'm gonna take a sip of coffee. Um, because man, kids teach you a lot. I tell you, uh, in the beginning stage of his life. It was him sleeping was like, God, how can I get this kid to sleep? Um, and I was pretty good at putting him down at naps, but every once in a while, I just wasn't, he just wasn't having it. And that was kind of like the first thing of like, oh, this is what they mean by just putting in the work and hopefully things will fall the way you want. But ultimately, it's not up to you if they do or not. And having a, a little human being kind of that's his own person making his own decisions uh, is definitely going to punch in the right direction is going as far as that that thought pattern um so you know this causes a lot of anxiety and stress and really unneeded suffering with people when it comes to trying to control everything and just not and focusing on the outcomes and everything rather than just focusing on the work and what you're actually responsible for doing again my greatest lessons come for the most part from my son lately this kid has just not been eating 
and I don't know why. It's something, maybe something from my past and childhood. It drives me apeshit because I don't know, man. It just I I I do my best to prepare these meals. I make him these little pancakes, and he'll just like not in, not only just like not eat a couple bites. He just flat out won't eat it. He'll just look at it, throw it to the side, and that'll be it. And it's taken some time. I'm not the best at it. Uh, my wife and I, my wife tells me you need to calm down every once in a while. And, you know, she, her seeing me is like, okay, yeah, I, maybe I do have some fucking, some things I need to get out. Um, but just realizing that all I can do is prepare the food, doing what is mine to do and letting go of everything else, whether he eats some or not, that's really up to him. I kind of have to trust that maybe he's just not hungry or he, something, there's, he has some aversion to this food and just not putting so much uh, thought and effort into the outcome, which is me, him eating, hopefully. Uh, another lesson I learned is, you know, other people. I, for the longest time, I've, I've been pretty much a, a people pleaser and a nice guy, in quotations, because I didn't like it, the idea of people not liking me or having some negative thoughts or emotions about me. And it wasn't until later on in life, and I think it just comes with age, you kind of learn to just not give a shit about that sort of stuff. Because in the grand scheme of things, dude, I have, I'm not everyone's cup of tea, obviously, and and I have no control over that. So why would I sweat about what you think of me? All I can do is be the best person I can be, you know, what's in my control, and just let go of the rest. And the people that I feel uh, I want to attract in my life, I will attract that way rather than just trying to please everybody. Uh, the other thing is the work that I do. Whether it be here, you know, these these passion projects of mine, like the podcast and, you know, teaching yoga or in my, you know, my bill paying job, as I like to call it um, in the military, I have no control. I just have control of what I can do and provide and the outcomes will come whatever comes of it. And that's I can't really focus on that. And for the longest time, I did focus on uh, doing work for the sake of accolades. You know, like, oh, this is going to look really good on, a, you know, in the military, we do have all the awards and you know, our yearly evaluations kind of mark us up. So I would do things because of this outcome that I hope would have. And ultimately, if I didn't win that award or if I had a, you know, kind of mediocre evaluation that year, I would get, you know, pretty pissed off and hurt about it. But again, that's just a lesson of holding on to these, really concentrating on the fruits of the labor rather than just the labor itself. So how do we tie this to yoga, right? Um, we've, ton, we've done episodes about not yamas and niyamas. And the two that stick out are coincidentally the last five, I mean, the last ones, each one has five, is aparigraha or the yama. And this goes to disconnection or a non attachment of everything. And this kind of really goes into disconnecting from the outcome of our work, right? Not having any attachment to it is the biggest thing. Or also not having an attachment to any thoughts that may come. If we want to try something or do some sort of work, we may have some negative thoughts on, ah, oh, well, what if I, you know, is this not good? Or what if uh, people don't like it? Or, you know, letting go of all that shit and just doing it and just taking the leap and going forth. Now, I go into this a little bit more in detail. Uh, I'll put the link to that show in the show notes if you want to look into the yamas of yoga. Um, and we go into the niyamas. We have Ivara Pratinjana, which is the power or surrender, right? Surrendering to our higher power. And, you know, when people hear surrender, they kind of think of this kind of weakness of like, I'm just giving up, which is not the case. Uh, I feel like surrendering is 
a, a couple things. One is acceptance of this suck. You know, when you're the one example I liked that I read was when you're in your yoga pose, some are very, you know, passive. You just kind of relax and you have a good time. Others are very, very active. Like if you take a warrior two, your front leg is, you know, your quads are burning up. It's very active. And one thing you, you know, you can do a couple different ways and just be the whole time thinking, ah, oh, this sucks. This is hurts so bad. Another thing you can do is just surrender and just accept where you are right now in that pose and like, oh yeah, this sucks, but this is, this is part of it. This is not just fucking sunshine and rainbows all the time, but there's going to be some suck and just surrendering to that fact and that acceptance, I feel is very, very powerful. So it changes your perspective of this is the, I love this saying, I know a lot of people don't is it is what it is, brother. And just accepting it, I feel is very, very powerful. Um, another thing on surrender is um, just having faith. You know, we, depending on your religious outlook or whatever, even if you're not religious, you have to admit that a lot of shit is up to not you, all right? To another, a higher power, uh, the universe, whatever, fill in the blank, whatever it is, everything that you do is not up to you. And just surrendering to that fact, I feel is very freeing as well because you do your work and you just fucking let it ride, man. Whatever comes, comes is a very freeing feeling in my, in my, uh, in my experience. So those are the kind of the niyamas, niyams tied to it. And also in the Bhagavad, Bhagavad Gita, there's a big, you know, quote, I've said it many times on this podcast where Krishna is talking to Arjuna and the big thing, you know, I'm not going to quote it again, but it's just focusing on the actions rather than the fruits and not doing actions because of this fruit that you hope you get, you know, from, you know, this work that you do. An example I like to use is, you know, planting a tree, like a literal fucking fruit. You plant an apple tree, you water it, you tend the soil, you'll do everything. You do all of the work and ultimately that tree may give you some apples. It might not. It's really not up to you. All you can do is do the work and, you know, enjoy the the tending and caring for this plant is a, is a big thing. So some big things to take away, uh, key lessons here is, uh, actually, let me back up. Um, there's also stoicism, which I'm a, a big fan of, not really tied to yoga, but there's some like parallels here I think are important to, to mention. Let me take a sip of coffee. So if you've never heard of Ryan Holiday, he has a lot of books out there on stoicism. Uh, the Daily Stoic's a good one. It's like a five-minute read every day. But stoicism, you know, people think of being stoic as just being this emotionless, just like a statue, which is, you know, I guess, you know, stoic, that's what it means. But it also means just being a master of your domain, essentially, you know, not letting the external affect the internal. And in stoicism, there are four, four virtues that are kind of big. And the first one is courage. And courage to me and what I've researched is just, you know, testing yourself and challenging yourself. And, you know, again, doing it for the sake of, I want to see what kind of shit I'm made of. And not for any, again, letting go of any attachment to any outcome that may come from it, but just doing the work for the sake of the work. And I feel in, in this time, it's really important to do so. Because listen, man, we can be fucking, in, we can just lay on our couches all day, every single day, have a very soft and cushy life if you choose to do so. 
I don't even have to go to the grocery store anymore. I can just order it on my phone. People bring it to my doorstep. You know, we don't have to forage for food. We don't have to go out and seek water. It's a very cushy lifestyle. So I feel like having the courage to test yourself or if there's something you want to do, just taking that leap for the sake of, again, just seeing what I'm made of is very, very important. And on the same, the second virtue is temperance, which, you know, the golden mean is a really important thing. I think Aristotle might put it out there. Just showing off my brain a little bit. And it kind of means on, you know, if we're talking about courage, if we look on a spectrum, you know, cowardice is on one end and then recklessness is on the complete other. And our job is to kind of find a sweet spot in the middle where we're not either or, but we're kind of testing ourselves, but not doing anything super out of line or on one side or the other. And by doing this, we can kind of cultivate a habit of doing this thing. Again, temperance is just, you know, is a, dang, what's it, moderation. And just doing that over and over again. And by doing that over and over again, we, this habit just gets built and it becomes who we are. The next thing is justice, the, the, the third virtue. And that is, you know, just doing what is right. Um, we, I think we all have a pretty good moral compass if we just kind of quiet down. And of course, this may depend on, you know, how you've grown up and your views and everything. But just there's some big hards like this is right, this is wrong type things I feel every, most people can agree on. And if we don't want to talk about what's right, just thinking about what is needed right now of me. And again, having the courage to do so and to take that leap. And the last one is wisdom, you know, learning shit for the sake of expanding your horizons and opening your mind to different ideas and things that challenge you as much as you can. And I'm going to let you know, I have trouble doing this. Uh, if something doesn't interest me, it's really hard for me to be like to pick up a book on it and just like, man, ran, ran. But if it's along the same lines, but it's like the opposite view of what I've been learned or what I've been told, and then I'd be like, oh, let me check this out. And most of the time I gained something from that or gave a broader perspective. And when you have all that wisdom, it kind of bleeds into everything else. You know what to take courage on. You know, you know, what, as far as justice, what's right and what's wrong. So, you know, stoicism, I think, is a really important thing to talk about here um, because it really just focuses on the inner work of controlling what we can't control and letting everything else fucking ride. So, again, some lessons to take away from all this is, you know, being a good dance partner when it comes to life. Uh, I love for another fun fact to me, I really enjoy dancing. Um, although what I do uh, as far as dancing is more of grinding. I hate to tell you guys that. That's just how I was raised to dance. and It is what it is. Um, but also, I, I did learn how to salsa dance a long time ago, and I still kind of know how to do it. But that is kind of, for me, is a good metaphor where, you know, when you have a dance partner, you're leading or you're following you have to, you can't just fight because it looks not going to look nice. You got to kind of flow with it, move with it and accept the good with the bad. And again, everything that's out of your control, you got to fucking let it go and just control what you can control. So I think to me, that's what it means being a dan good dance partner and just realizing in the word control and focusing on and thinking about that and realizing that everything that's outside of you, the external really have no control over right at the end of the day. But what you can control, which is most powerful, is yourself, right? Your will, your thought processes, your patterns. Although this takes a lot of work, if you can master and be a master of your domain, you can really be fucking unstoppable, man, at the end of the day. Because you can temper yourself to be this person that does things 
for the love of doing them, having no attachment, and again, accepting whatever comes. And again, that beautiful phrase, it is what it is, brother, and moving on from there. And another thing on that is enjoying the practice of whatever it is you're doing. Um, for a long time, I, I, I still work out. For, for a period of time, I was really concentrating on Olympic weightlifting, which is like a snatch or a clean and jerk. Let you know right now, my body and my mobility is not built for that sort of thing. So I was, I had no admission, like I'm not going to be a superstar. But for a long time, I focused on, you know, just getting more weight and just doing it and getting bigger numbers, but, which ultimately was fleeting, right? But after a while of really practicing and doing it, I really grew an appreciation for, for the lifts and just being able to do them, you know, just enjoying like doing the less weight and just loving the movement of it, the power I felt from it. And from then on, that kind of bled into everything else I did. It's just enjoying it for enjoying it. And yoga practices are, are no different, right? You, Your ego does have to get checked from time to time because there's a lot of poses you won't be able to do if you're new to it. But just feeling it in your body and just enjoying that small moment. So how do we practice letting go? Hold on, let me take another sip. All right. First, again, I've talked about this a lot, is journaling. Journaling shit. And while you're journaling writing down, you know, things that happened that day, if you're doing at the end of the day, things you would hope to achieve that day if you're doing at the beginning of the day. I would do both. I don't at the time. I'm going to let you know right now, I'm not perfect. I don't journal every day as much as I would like to. It's just out of practice I I don't put too much time towards. And now that I say that, I feel kind of bad and I should probably pick it back up. But just journaling. And I feel like once you, I've said this many times, you journal, you journal, you get all that mess that's in your head and you put it on paper and you get that other perspective of it, you can be like, okay, well, you know, if something did upset you that day, there's nothing I could have done about that. You know, if it's another person or something that wasn't in my control. If something did happen good that day, and you can be like, well, what you can kind of uh, investigate that a little bit and be like, well, what caused that? What was I doing at that time? What was in my control that caused this good thing to happen? And you can kind of go from there and build and maybe make that a habit. Again, meditation is always a big thing. I put out a free meditation every week, everybody on Thursdays to let you know. Share it with your friends. And by doing it, finding that stillness, we can kind of do like some introspection and feel like, where are these feelings coming from? Why am I feeling this way? What is in my control? Asking yourself those questions. Uh, another thing you can do, uh, you can raise a kid. Uh, that's a definitely a big thing of learning how to let go and knowing what fucking hill to die on and which one you don't want to die on. Or, you know, if you want to go that extreme, which I get it, you could get a plant for sure. Like, it sounds weird, but caring for a plant and just hoping and tending to it lets you fall in love with the process and then just letting the plant do what it needs to do because that's what it's ultimately going to do. You can only control, you can control the sunlight, you can control the water, you control the soil, but the plant's going to do whatever it wants to. And I feel like that's a good way to kind of practice letting go on a really small scale. Um, another thing you can do is, you know, just practice yoga, do the asanas, do the physical poses. And that's going to teach you to let go of a little bit of ego and outcome because although you want to do these headstands and handstands and backbends, your body's going to teach you, Hey brother, we're not there yet. Let's just kind of hang out here. And it's going to allow you to let go of certain outcomes and just start enjoying the process or the practice. Um, and that's kind of it. That's all I really have for this episode. Um, if you're looking for some stoic uh, 
references and things like that. I highly recommend Ryan Holiday. He has a lot of books. Um, again, The Daily Stoic. He has The Obstacles the Way, Ego is the Enemy, and uh, Stillness, is, I think is the name is the other one. Um, I really hope this has been helpful. I really like doing these kind of just, I'm just going to spitball with you guys episodes. Uh, if you do like them, please let me know. I will continue to do them. I like bullshitting with people, and I just like hopping on a microphone. Is that like fucking egotistical? I don't know. Anyway, I appreciate you all listening. Please, if you're enjoying what you're listening to, subscribe, leave a rating or review, share it with your friends, send me a message on Instagram or through an email, whatever you guys want. I appreciate everything, and I love doing this for you all, and you know, hopefully someone gets something out of it. But anyway, that's it. I'm done with my coffee. I love you all, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you.